0: Hey Driven Mofos, if you ever want to have the video version of this podcast, which usually has more effects, visuals, graphs, and helps you to retain more of the information that I share, then check out my YouTube channel. I also share bonus in-depth training behind the scenes from some of our live events, plus interviews from some of the country's most successful people. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, then check it out via the link in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to get the latest stuff. Strippers, drugs, and boat parties are a really bad idea. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is for the driven mofos out there who are driven to achieve more in life and business. After studying 1,457 of the world's most successful people in different fields and spending over $1 million on coaches, consultants, and seminars, I want to share with you the key learnings, lessons, tips, tools, and strategies that have not only made them super successful, but have also allowed me to go from the kid who was put into special classes, getting kicked out of school and wanting to end my life to becoming the mental performance coach to some of the country's most successful people and helping me to grow multiple businesses. I want to help all of those out there who have been underestimated to prove their doubt is wrong and to help them to achieve more than they could possibly imagine. I hope you enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. So the other day, I'm talking to a business owner, and I said to them, what is it that you want? And I get this usual answer, and it is bullshit, and that is, Michael, I just want financial freedom so I can do what I want, when I want, how I want. And I said to him, okay, so what do you mean by what you want, when you want, how you want? And he said, well, you know, I just want to have time to sort of do what I want to do. And I said, what do you want to do? He said, well, I, I don't I don't really know. I said, okay, cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a shitload of money so that you can do what you don't know what you want to do. And he's like, well, you know, I, I, it'd be good to be able to sort of, you know, not have the money stress. I said, okay, so you don't want money stress? He said, well, no, not really. Okay, cool. So we don't want money stress. Fair enough. Now, this is most people. We're talking about most people's mentality in society, which is the reason why they are stuck And trapped. So, first of all, he didn't know what he really wanted. So, he didn't have clarity. That is most people. That's why one of the first things that I do when I work with somebody or when someone comes to an event like Thrive Time or even Business Growth Odyssey is we have to get clarity. Without clarity, you are going to waste so much time. You're just going to run around like crazy trying to figure out what you want to do. And that's how most people live. You know, the amount of people that I meet who say, I'm so busy. How have you been? Oh, super busy. I'm like, fuck, you haven't changed for 10 years. Nothing's changed. You're still in the same financial situation. You still look the same apart from 10 years older. You've still got the same stress, the same pressure. Nothing's changed. How can you be busy and not getting anywhere? They're literally a car stuck in mud with their foot on the gas. They're just chewing through fuel but not getting anywhere. They're bogged. So what happened was I said, well, what are you going to do? Like, let's say you've got free time. What do you do in your free time? And he said, oh, I watch a bit of sport. And I said, okay, why do you watch sport? Oh, I don't know. It helps me to relax. And I said, okay, so when you're relaxing, what happens inside your head? And he goes, oh, I don't know. I think about work and I don't know. I get stressed out. And I said, do you feel guilty? And he said, of course I do. And I said, okay, so you have free time. Your mindset winds up. You feel guilty. You get more stressed out because you feel lazy, like you're not doing anything. And so what do you do? And he said, oh, I crack a couple of beers and it helps me to relax. And I said, excellent. So you numb yourself. You're essentially using a numbing agent to numb yourself. And I said, why do you watch sport? And he said, oh, I don't really know. Like I enjoy the game. And I said, what do you enjoy about the game? And he said, well, I guess it's challenging and tough. And I said, for who? Them or you? And he went quiet. And he went, oh, well, I don't know. I guess it's a, I, I don't know. And I said, you use it to distract yourself, don't you? It's a way for you to switch off. You keep trying to switch off from your life. Why? Why are you trying to escape and switch off? And I explained to him that in nature, anything that has pressure expands. Pressure is an expansion process. If you put pressure into a balloon through your breath, it expands. Now, when you let that pressure out, it contracts. There is a hint for life right? It's one of the number one principles that I live by. Pressure creates expansion. If people do not have pressure, they contract. So I want pressure. I would assume if you're listening to this, you also want pressure, but he's trying to escape the pressure, which means he is essentially trying to contract. Then I explained that stress in nature creates growth. So if you have a look at it, let's say we're lifting weights. When we pick up heavy weights, we're creating stress on our bones, this sort of torsion stress. That helps our body to lay down more bone tissue, I guess you could say, or more calcium in the bones. It becomes stronger. So because we have stress on the bones, our bones become stronger. Now, if you have a look at a tree or a plant, when the soil starts to dry out, the tree gets under stress or the plant gets under stress. So it creates deeper roots into the ground to find more water. Now, if it didn't have the stress, all of the roots would stay superficial towards the top of the surface in most cases, And eventually on a hot day, the tree or the plant would die, or a couple of days of warmer weather. So stress is essential for growth. Pressure is essential for expansion. Essentially what this person was saying to me was, I want to remove all the stress and pressure in my life because I don't really have clarity on a purpose. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm trying to achieve. And because of that, I just wake up in the morning. I do what I think I'm supposed to do. And because of that, now I'm stressed as fuck and I don't really know. And part of that is that when I'm stressed for a long period of time, I go out and I spend money. I buy something and it makes me feel good for a short period of time. Then that short period of time wears off and I feel crappy again. I go back into this mundane existence of just waking up and doing stuff. Okay, and then on weekends, I go, I have to relax. Why am I relaxing? Not because I've been super productive during the week, but because I feel like I have to relax because I listen to every other lazy, off-track motherfucker on the planet that sits there and says, oh, you've got to rest, you've got to relax. Do you? Do you have to rest and relax? Now, do you have to recover? The answer is yes. So recovery is important. You need mental recovery and mental consolidation time. So if you've been going through a challenging mental situation, you will need time to clarify and consolidate thoughts. That's recovery. If you've been doing a lot of working out at the gym or you've been pushing your body physically hard through work, let's say you're on the tools and you're a physical laborer, then you need to have physical rest, but you don't need physical and mental rest at the same time. Sometimes you can be mentally fatigued and still go for a walk, still go to the gym and still exercise. You might be physically fatigued, but you can still mentally push yourself. So you can grab a book, you can read, you can learn something, you can hop online, do an online course like some of the ones that I have. You can hop on there and you can do something so you can still keep your mind stimulated and cause growth mentally when your body is in recovery. Now, sometimes if you've been doing something physically challenging, mentally challenging, you will need both physical and mental recovery. But that sure as shit does not include alcohol and sitting on the couch watching sport unless it is helping you to live your values and serve a purpose within your own life. Most people use that stuff as a distraction because they don't really have clarity on what they want to do in life. So clarity is key. Also, if you have low standards, then you won't know what to do. You'll sit there and go, I feel really guilty. I feel like I should be doing more, but don't actually know what to do. And then you'll listen to all these other clowns who aren't living to their full potential in life say things like, you need a rest. You need a rest. I get it all the time. Someone comes up to me and says, you need a rest. You've been working a lot, you've been working too much. And I'm like, shut up. If I listened to you, I would have the life of you and I don't want your life. So why would I listen to you? Now I'll listen to my personal trainer. I've got a personal trainer and if he says you need some physical rest or take a day off, that's great. But he's smart enough to say, right, tomorrow is a non-loaded day, which means go for a walk. So I might go for a one hour walk with Jess or a half an hour walk, I might break it up into two half an hours, but I'm still moving and I will still use that time to study to research to learn. In fact, yesterday was one of those days. Okay, so you can still keep moving forward and being productive in life and achieving the things that you want. Now, what does this have to do with strippers, drugs and boat parties? Well, because I grew up many many years ago, not from my younger years but probably my early 20s, I met a friend, a very close friend of mine who's been a friend for many years now, probably 15 years, 16 years. And When I first met him, he was a rich lister, so he had made a lot of money. He had this amazing, amazing house. It was one of the most beautiful houses I've ever been in. He had a massive boat, and he used to throw these awesome parties. So I would go up and hang out. And at first, the parties were awesome. He would work super hard, and then on weekends, he'd let his hair down a little bit. So he would have people around, he'd have all his mates around, you know, there'd be girls around and all that sort of stuff. And so we'd go on the boat and we'd go on these boat parties. And the boat parties were chilled. I'd sit around, and normally there were other business owners on there, so I'd sit around and drink with them, and it was just a really fun time. You know, I'd have a couple of drinks, he would have a couple of drinks, and most people just have, you know, a couple of beers or whatever. But then what happened was, he made more and more money, and the more money he made, he got to a point where he'd lost his drive, he'd lost his enthusiasm, so he bought this massive boat. And when I say massive, it was about 100 foot, and it was three stories, it was huge. Now, the boat parties went from being fun where I was able to spend time with my friends and catch up and hang out. And he would have these house parties that were just really cool. that would be themed house parties. He'd have a DJ there. And, and it was just good. Everyone would connect and socialize, you know, big pool table. And so it was just, just a fun time. But then all of a sudden, because he'd made so much money, he had this huge, huge boat, this massive house. And then these house parties started getting crazy. And when I'm saying crazy... There'd be these young kids there that were 18 and 19 and they're all doing drugs. And, and you know, I noticed that some of the people that I hung around with who were in business were doing a lot of drugs as well because they were doing them with the girls and stuff like that. And so, you know, some of the girls I think were strippers and potentially some of them worked in the sex industry. I don't really know, but I would assume so. You know, it reminded me a lot of what's going on with OnlyFans now, you know, those OnlyFans girls. But anyway, but what I noticed was then we would get on the boat and we would go out for a boat day. But what I noticed was that some of the guys would just go downstairs and they would just be doing drugs and in the room with girls and stuff like that and it just ruined all the ability for people to connect and so the connection went the fun went the enthusiasm went and then i watched this friend over a period of time just slowly self-destruct and he mentally self-destruct because he'd lost his drive he'd lost his ambition he'd lost the reason why he woke up in the morning when he had something to prove to himself, he would get out of bed early in the morning, he was up early, he would go for a walk, get the financial review, he'd sit down next to his pool, he would read the financial review, then he'd start you know, trading some shares or you know, talking about buying properties or whatever. But he got to a point where he had enough money, he'd achieved his goal. And maybe it was his financial freedom or his financial independence. But then what I watched was just a slow self-destruction of an individual, and you know, I'm still friends with him and I've reached out a couple of times and said, you know, maybe you should come along and do an event like Thrive Time and whatever. He crashed a bit. He lost a fair bit of money. He had some legal issues and slowly he dropped a couple of levels in his own life. He didn't lose everything, but he went back a fair way. And then what I noticed was that the drive and the ambition came back. He got his enthusiasm back. He got himself back. The thing that made him him, his greatness, his ability to think through things, problem solve, Real quick, driven mofos, you know I don't run any advertising or sell anyone else's shit on this podcast. So the only thing that I'll ever ask from you is that you help me get this podcast out to more people and spread the word by rating and reviewing this podcast. I promise it will only take 10 seconds. So please rate and review if you haven't already done so. And thank you in advance. And the reason why I'm telling this story is because most people in our society don't really have the clarity as to why they wake up in the morning. They don't have a life purpose. That life purpose never ends. When you have clarity on your life purpose and when you have clarity on a long-term mission, what it does is it gives you the ambition, the drive, the enthusiasm to wake up in the morning and to do something important in your own life. Now, for most of you, you're doing that each and every day. You may not realize it. And because of that, you may get out of bed in the morning and go, I've got to go to work. But you don't have to go to work. You're choosing to go to work. You're choosing to do it because of something that it's helping you to become. You're becoming a better individual. You just lack that clarity. And maybe because of that, it's creating so much stress and pressure for you that on weekends, you start self-destructing. So maybe you're spending too much money on shit that's not important, trying to buy some pleasure. Maybe you're drinking too much because you're unfulfilled and you've convinced yourself that you need wind down time or you need time off. But you and I know that that is self-destructive mentally. I've not read one piece of research that says alcohol is good for your brain. Every piece of research. Now, by the way, if it's out there, send it to me. I'll read it. But please make sure it's not sponsored by some alcohol company. But everybody knows alcohol damages your brain. And over a long term, there is a fair whack of damage that gets done to your brain over time. Now, I want to be smarter as I age because physically our body deteriorates. But mentally, we don't have to deteriorate. We can become smarter and more intelligent over time. And that's why if you look at someone like Warren Buffett, one of the richest people on the planet, he's 92 or 93 years of age, and he's still sharp as a tack. You have someone like Charlie Munger, who's 97 or 98, he's Warren Buffett's business partner, multi-billionaire, still sharp as attack. Why? Because they let their brain work for them. They don't destroy it. So if this resonates with you, I highly recommend getting your ass to my Thrive Time event because Thrive Time gives people the clarity that they need in order to create a success map for their own life, where you bounce out of bed no matter what job you're doing. I was only thinking about this the other day. I was out the back doing the gardening. I wanted to listen to an audio book and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go out and do the gardens. So I started doing the gardens and I noticed the enthusiasm that I had for gardening. And I thought to myself, I wonder where I got this enthusiasm from. Now, I remember when I was 14, I think, 14 or 15, I started working as a cleaner. I used to go and clean office buildings at nighttime. I don't know that you could legally do it these days, but I would wake up in the middle of the night. Sometimes it was 11 o'clock, sometimes it was one o'clock in the morning, and I would either get mum or dad, most of the time it was dad, or I would catch a cab and I would go and work in a building and clean it. And I actually remember really enjoying it. I would have either my Walkman or I had a Discman. I would chuck it on, I'd chuck my headphones in and I would just work. I used to clean Molston Tafe. They would do woodworking and all that. And so I would get there and sweep all the floors. You know, I would clean all the machines. I would have to go and clean all the bathrooms. And by the way, cleaning bathrooms where a lot of people use bathrooms is not the most fun job. But I remember I actually enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it because I did it with enthusiasm. I knew that it was helping me to make money. And I knew that making money was helping me to live a better life. Okay, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed thinking, you know what, this is going to get me my next pair of basketball shoes. This is going to buy me a new t-shirt and then I'll be fucking cool instead of being broke and and poverty stricken like I was when my mum would go and shop at Target or Kmart for me. And I thought about that enthusiasm. And then I thought to when I was a diesel mechanic and when I was doing my apprenticeship, I fucking hated it there. And so I lost my enthusiasm. And Every morning the alarm went off and I just hated it. Okay, it was the same as school. I just, I didn't have that enthusiasm for school, but it's because I didn't have clarity on my purpose. I didn't have a clear mission or something that I was trying to achieve in life. When I was younger though, when I was cleaning, I had a purpose. And that was that at the time, all I wanted to do was buy nice clothes so that I would fit in with others. And now I'm super enthusiastic. Most days I wake up and I'm stoked to get out of bed. I'm stoked to get out of bed because I want to go and do shit because I know that today is making me a better version of myself. I know that there are obstacles. I know that there are roadblocks and I want to work towards it. I couldn't think of anything more disgusting than retirement. And sometimes people talk to me about it. They're like, oh, you know, it's only 20 more years to retirement. I'm like, are you fucking okay in the head? Why are you thinking about retirement? What good does retirement bring to most people? Not a thing. They give up on everything they've achieved what they wanted in life. There's no more reason to live after retirement for most people. And so most people want these crazy fantasies about life. They want the yacht, they want the car because they think that a car is going to make them feel better about themselves and to be honest it won't. Right? You all know I have supercars. It doesn't make you feel anything more than what you already are. It amplifies everything. Money amplifies everything. If you're scared without money, I will give you more money and you will be more scared. I can guarantee it. Not I'm not going to give you money by the way. But You will be more scared. It was Grant Cardone said. Normally, when someone gets their first million dollars, they play scared because their goal is to get to a million dollars. Most people work in a business and their goal is a million dollars. They want to become a millionaire. When they get to a millionaire, they get afraid because they're afraid of losing everything that they've created. And so they start playing scared. When you play scared in life, you lose because the world is a direct reflection of our internal world. So when you're afraid on the inside, the external world is going to give you more reasons to be afraid. It is crazy. Okay? And I learned that the hard way because that's exactly what I did. I remember hearing it from Grant Cardone. I didn't fucking listen. And then once I hear our first million dollars in revenue, I kept pushing for a little bit. Then we had some problems and some challenges as the company grew, as do all businesses And then I started feeling afraid. I got scared. I was scared to scale. I was scared to spend money. I was scared to hire staff. It created too many problems in my own life. And then I lost that enthusiasm. And when I lost the enthusiasm, we started losing customers. So my point is, be very careful with the fantasies that you have. Because if you think that life is strippers, drugs, and boat parties, then I guarantee if you get to that stage, you're probably going to self-destruct. And even if it's just alcohol, even if it's just resting, you know, I meet people go away for a month, like they'll do well in their business. They go away for a month and they come back and everything's chaos. What did they expect was going to happen? Life forces you to grow. It forces you to expand. If you do not expand based on your own challenges and the pressure that you're going to create, life will create the pressure for you. I would rather be in control of my pressure and stress than have life give it to me. Okay, because I can control it. Even if life feels like it's out of control, I guarantee you have a lot more control than what you think. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this helps. Make sure to check in with your fantasies about what you think the future should be. I meet a lot of people who are couples and one of the couple will want the white picket fence and the fantasy lifestyle. I actually spoke to a guy a couple of weeks ago. You know, he's like, my wife just wants the white picket fence, the two kids, the Range Rover in the driveway, but doesn't want me working all the time. She doesn't want the financial stress But at the same time, doesn't want me to work, criticizes me for going to work and working long hours. What do I do? And I'm like, you got to have an honest conversation with him. You've got to set a standard. If you don't create clarity in your relationship around what you both want, and you don't sit down and create standards, what it takes to get there and say, this is what we're prepared to do in order to achieve that lifestyle. I guarantee there is going to be friction. There is going to be volatility. There is going to be a lot of stress and a lot of pressure that doesn't need to be there. It's an uncontrolled stress and pressure. And what will happen is you will both lower each other's self-worth because the person who wants to work all the time will be sitting there thinking, fuck, I can't do the thing that I want to do that actually brings me some sort of fulfillment and builds my self-worth, self-confidence, self-love, self-respect, and gives me a reason to wake up in the morning. The other person knows that they've got a partner now that is only part of the person that they fell in love with. And so they're going to start to feel guilty. Then one person will blame the other person and say, see, I told you, you know, if I don't do this. And so they start blaming each other. When you blame each other, you reduce each other's worth. That's not a good idea for an intimate relationship if you want it to work. So you've got to sit down and you've got to create clarity in your relationship. You then have to set standards. What standard do we want? I sat down with Jess and said, do you want to fly economy class everywhere or do you want to fly business class? And she said, I want to fly business class. And I said, perfect. What type of house do you want to live in? Tell me what it looks like. What's the dream? Okay, when we travel, do you want to stay in a backpackers or do you want to stay in a five or six star hotel? Would you rather just dial someone and order a hundred bucks or 150 bucks worth of food and they bring it and put a nice little towel on your lap and all that sort of shit? Do you want that in our room when we're staying at the hotel? Or do you want to go to Maccas? Or do you want to go and eat fish and chips? What do you want? And she said, nope, I want to be able to order room service and not have to worry about the cost. And I said, awesome. Now we've got clarity. What's the standard that we have to live by? And that standard is we have to work hard. We put in the hours. We make sure we consistently grow. We're dedicated to growth and learning. And we will spend and invest whatever it takes in order to get us to that level. So I spend a lot of money. This year, I think I've spent about $60,000 alone on mentors. That's why when someone says $3,000 to do Thrive Time is a lot of money, I'm like, okay, I know your standards. Okay, our business owners. I want to make a million bucks in business. Cool, then come to Business Odyssey oh man, it's expensive. Cool, that's cool. You drive your Range Rover. Enjoy, motherfucker. Because the Range Rover is not going to grow your business, but my course will. Now I know what your priorities are and what your standards are. People give away their standards by the way that they operate and the way that they think and how they make decisions. You have to set those standards, especially with your intimate partner and create clarity. If you don't do that, then there is always going to be friction. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this helps. Have a great day. Keep kicking ass. Now, look, if you don't believe in you, I guarantee I believe in you. So get out there, keep pushing hard, live the lifestyle that you want to live, but don't buy into fantasy lifestyles. Remember, life is about becoming. It's about becoming the person you were born to become. It is not about getting there. You will never get there in life if you have ambitions. But what you can do is you can become a better version of yourself each and every day and enjoy life a lot more. Have a great day. I'll see you on the next episode.